Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, here we go. It's great to have you with us. Mike Guido, Matt Catarizzolo here on Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Uh, plenty of stuff to go over today here on a Friday. Matt, how are you? Doing all right, man. Got my uh, first dose of the vaccine yesterday. Did you? So, yeah, I did. Feeling, feeling? feeling all right. Uh, it's pretty sore in the left. I can't like I can't lift my arm like more than that. But other than that, it's it's okay. So yeah, heard the uh, sick or anything? No, no. I mean, I was they they just said you're you know you'll feel some soreness, maybe a little headache, and are but you tired. You know, a little bit, yeah. Energy is like kind of like there, but um, I mean, no, it's not. It's it's not that bad. I know the second dose is the one that apparently is gonna gonna be the one that's the the real the real test. But uh, which one did you get? Pfizer. Okay, that yeah. seems to be the the normal. I got the Moderna, so you yeah. know, we'll see which we'll see which one of us dies quicker. No. Yeah, we'll see which one of us has any crazy, you know physical deformities in the next couple of years. <laughs> which one of us grows a, like a third eye like right in the middle of our forehead <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully we we don't you know look crazy i think right. we'll be fine i think we'll be fine too uh today is going to be a uh a, a i think it's going to be a fun show today we got a bunch of games planned um so before we get started however as we always do i'd like to remind you the Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. That's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, Sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the upper right side of the page um, and get in on the action with a special offer from American uh, American betting experts. That is American betting experts. See, I think your lack of energy from the from the vaccine is starting to rub off on me through osmosis. It's contagious. Like, yeah, it's, it's coming through the screen, and I think it's hitting me pretty hard. Um, I haven't had energy all day. I got a haircut earlier today, and I think it it's a little floppy. I don't know why it's it's it doesn't have the volume that I hoped it would have but do you do you leave there do they style it for you do you ever do you ask them to put anything in it or they just cut yeah, you no, and I always ask for it. gel and and whatever else but mm-hmm. i recently no. got into uh pomade i'm not a big gel guy or like a like a mousse guy but uh pomade get some nice pomade get like no. a thing get like a fingertip worth just go like that and then i'm not good. gonna lie i am not gonna lie though i i primarily use gel i used gel my whole life Mm-hmm. But I used pomade. I got one haircut one time and they said, you know, use this pomade. It works great with it. And they weren't lying. <laughs> it yeah. was, it yeah. was great. Seriously. It was like the best hair I've ever had in my whole life. Yeah. It's a little yeah, grow a beard. Yeah. It's literally, it's just a little thing. Like I use the old spice ones, a little thing, old spice pomade and just get a little thing. Do that. Boom. You can still move it around. It doesn't make it all like, cause my, my beef with gel is it makes it all like, 
stiff and crunchy yeah, sometimes. And right. I, I don't, I never liked that. When I was a kid, Have my parents. that like dust stuff? Yeah. Like dry powder. Dry- yeah. No, it's, I used to, when I, I haven't gotten a haircut in a really long time. I've been letting my hair kind of grow. But the last time I got a haircut, he, uh, yeah, my, my barber used, uh, it's, I think if we're talking about the same thing, it's like texture powder and it's like, you, you get, yeah, it's like a little like thing. It's like, it's, yeah, you're right. It's exactly like, it's like a powder. You like that and you can still do it like that. But I, I still felt with that and even wow. made my hair a little, a little stiff, but it's good because it's not wet or anything. You just wash it out if you don't like it. Right. A lot of good options. A lot of good options for, for hairstyling and whatnot. Yes. For guy hair, for short. Well, you, you've got long hair. Mine, mine's all short, but yeah, mine's um, growing. You gotta be getting close to a trim because, the weather's getting kind of hot though. Right, Matt? I mean, yeah, yeah. The way it really started was, well, I mean, with, with like with COVID and everything, I didn't really, I wasn't too eager to get my haircut. I didn't really want to go out that much, like, especially to a barbershop. And especially since I, in like, like a year ago when, you know, things were actually just first starting to open up in like phases, they weren't allowed to touch your face. So that was one of the biggest things I went to a barber because I liked how he would even my, my, my facial hair and make it like the same length. But when they weren't allowed to do that, I was like, all right, well, it's really no point now. So I was like, you know what? Let me just wait and see how long my hair grows. And it's gotten a little out of hand now. So yeah, <laughs> I might just, I might just one day just wake up and say, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to, I'm buzzing it all off. Just take the whole thing. Full metal jacket buzz cuts. <laughs> what I'm thinking. Uh, okay. So. Let's begin with this. So the uh, the big news in the NBA, uh, in the NBA NFL right now um, is that Julio Jones wants out of Atlanta. And we don't really have any idea where he's going, but we really have a feeling of that he is going to get traded within the next week or so. Like it, It's going to happen, and it's going to happen soon. Mm-hmm. Um, the Falcons have admittedly said, listen, we're listening to trade offers. He doesn't want to be here. We're we're listening. And apparently, based on news reports, we have uh, we've learned that the Falcons have gotten trade offers that involve a first round draft pick, which is what they want. They want a first round draft pick for Julio. Julio's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I even though he's on the tail end, they still want, you know, they, they still want a high return for the guy that they've held on to for such a long time. Um so Julio Jones has had uh, some recent injury, uh, some recent injury history. I think you're taking on some risk by bringing him in with that big contract, and you have no idea, you know, if last year, which was his worst year in a while. I mean, it, it, nine games last year, you know, and, and he certainly wasn't bad, but. You know, he wasn't in the 1,400, 1,500-yard range last year because he got hurt. So what kind of receiver are teams get? uh, Like, is Julio Jones still a bona fide number one receiver? Yeah, yes. I believe believe he is. And he's only 32. I mean, we're not talking about a 35-plus year old receiver here like he, yeah. he does have some gas left in the tank and we've proven that like he's what is he? he's two years removed from a 1600 plus receiving yard season the, well, yeah. the, way I, I, the year before last year he caught for 1400 yards yeah like the the way i look at it is there were i i feel like there were a lot of deciding factors about julio staying in atlanta one of which i believe is if they took a quarterback at four if atlanta took a quarterback at four maybe they would keep Julio, if possible, right? They they wouldn't have had to restructure Matt Ryan's contract. That would save that would save a little bit of money because according to over the cap, they have like less than a million dollars to spend. They still have a ton of guys they got to pay. But if they want to, if this departure from Atlanta with Julio is as inevitable as it seems, which it appears to be that way, yeah, is it crazy to say that Atlanta could really afford to let who to to trade Julio? I mean, think think about that offense without Julio. It's still Calvin pretty, Ridley, Calvin Ridley, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Pitts, Hayden Hurst. Like they still have a pretty solid offense, and they're gonna get a they're gonna get at least at the very least a first round pick back for Julio Jones. So yeah, there. I think I'm not saying it's not they're not gonna take a step back. Obviously, losing a Hall of Fame, a bona fide Hall of Fame talent receiver is going to hurt your offense. Don't get me wrong, but 
I don't think that they're going to just be a pitiful offense. Like Julio was not all of Atlanta's offense. It's it, they have really nice pieces, young pieces that they could build upon now. So it's, it's hard to evaluate where Atlanta is right now. They're kind of in they're They're kind of in win now mode because they want to squeeze whatever's left out of Matt Ryan for the next two or three years, I think is best case scenario. And then they move on. So yeah, apparently Julio said, I want to win. I want to go to a contender. And that that's not, listen, that's not any fault to him. I mean, he's been to, he's been to a Super Bowl, which was the most epic collapse in, in postseason history, arguably in any sport ever. So when you think about what Julio wants, yeah, he's 32. He's going to want to win. I mean, that's not every receiver can just stay at one team and be content with the progress. Look at Calvin Johnson. He retired because Detroit just could not capitalize on his talent and they weren't winning. Right. So he had to retire by age 30, right? He was just, he, he didn't demand a trade and want to get out of there. He just said, I'm done. So I don't, I don't fault Julio for wanting out of Atlanta. I don't fault him. Uh, well, I, I don't, I don't fault him at all. I, I, Atlanta's a mess right now. Do I think they're a bad organization? No, not necessarily, but they have a long way to go before they're seriously competitive again, because you got to keep in mind, they're on the downslope of their arc right now. So they got to go, they got to finish the downslope and then they got to climb all the way back up just to get to their, you know, uh, this is going to be a five year process for them before they're really competitive again. And uh, look at the defense in a playoff appearance once or twice, but right. you know, fact of the matter is, is that they're still going to be rebuilding before they're even thinking about competing for Super Bowls again. And that depends on, how long Matt Ryan is around and what their plan is after Matt Ryan, which is why, again, I I really thought that if Trey Lance fell to the Falcons, that the Falcons were going to take him because Trey Lance is a baby. He hasn't played a lot of football and Mm -hmm. they can just kind of like baby him for two or three years. Right. You know, there was no rush to get Matt Ryan out of the building. It was very Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. I don't think the Packers drafted Jordan Love to replace Aaron Rodgers. They just drafted Jordan Love to have after Aaron Rodgers. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It would have been something like that. So do I blame Julio for wanting to leave? No. That defense is atrocious. I'm sure he wants to win. He's been to the Super Bowl before, but I'm sure he wants to go and try to win one. So I don't think he's going to go to a scrub team, right? He, he's not going to go to Jacksonville. He's not going to go to, you know, uh, Dallas. like the, he's probably not going to go to Dallas, which again, I'm okay with. We don't, by the way, we, we, no. we need to, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about what happened on undisputed when Shannon called him without informing him that he was on the air saying uh, did Shannon call him. Yes. Julio call Shannon. No, 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 no. So what was happening was there was a photo that surfaced. You've probably, I know you've seen it. There's a photo that surfaced of, of Of Julio Julio in a a Cowboys hoodie in a a Cowboys hoodie. So that sparked all this stuff about, Oh my God, what's happening? You know? So Skip and Shannon were debating it. Skip, obviously being a Cowboys fan, they were talking, that was the topic of discussion. Shannon said, yeah, listen, I will call, I will call Julio Jones right now. I will call Julio Jones right now. And he did calls Julio. Says uh, and Julio says, "Man, I'm out of there." Talking about Atlanta, he's like, "I'm talking about Atlanta. I'm out of there." Right? Didn't inform him that they were live on the air. Right? Oh, Li- live, live on, live on FS1. Test. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I can't, I can't see how this was just like how it played out, how it looked. This, I, I, I really, th- you don't think this is anything about Julio's agents sending the message to Atlanta that he's out of there for sure. You think this might have been like a scripted thing? I I I'm not saying it was. I would be surprised if it was just a fluke where Shannon calls him and he just happens to say that. And then all I mean, these all these headlines come out that, you know, they've accepted trade offers, he's on the block. I don't I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it that it just happened on a on a whim that he called him and he just happened to say right. that. Maybe you're right. Maybe this was just a whole big yeah, you know, an act. No. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> they made us look like fools. It, it looked a little fishy to me. Yeah, I, it's no. You're right. It certainly did. Because that's certainly. a serious. That's a serious, like, violation of like journalism ethics. Is if you call a source, if you have a source 
say something on a, Not even a source, a subject, right? A subject, right? Like it'd be one thing if you recorded the conversation, right? Like privately without informing Julio. Okay. This was on national live television on an extremely right. popular sports debate show. Yes. So that, that, that is just, that's one issue in and of itself. But you get him to break himself. He he actually says you get him to break that live on the air without being informed that he was on. Yeah, that's the, how on the camera the trades happening is because of that thing. That's like a serious no no in like journalism. You, you, that's not cool. That's not yeah. It's not good. Yeah. It's so I, no. I so so y- the reason I think you might be right. Here's the thing. The reason I think you might be right is because I haven't seen anything on social media or anything about Julio Jones reaching out to Shannon Sharp or anything. Like, there hasn't been, like, a like some sort of cryptic tweet or yeah. anything. Like, there really hasn't yeah, exactly. been any of that. So it's either both of them were incredibly professional about it and mm-hmm. just handled it with maturity behind closed doors and just say, Hey man, listen, you shouldn't do that. And maybe, maybe they've got their issues, but they're not going public with it. It's either that, or you're right. This was a totally scripted, like supposed to happen sort of thing. If I had to, there's no way that Julio, like everybody knows that undisputed is a show. Everybody knows. Everyone knows. Everyone knows it's a show. Everyone knows when. And that everybody, everybody knows. Everybody knows when it's on. It's like I'm getting. Oh, I'm getting a call from Shannon Sharp at noon on a Tuesday. I wonder what he's up to. You can't tell me that he can't hear, like Jenny Taft in the background. Like, come on. Like, does he know that we're on live television? Like, Julio. Like, Julio's got to be like. (laughs) Julio cannot like cannot be that oblivious. Maybe it was Shannon. Maybe he was just like. Maybe Julio was just like you know what. I want out of I want out of Atlanta, and this is a way to get it right here. Excuse me. Go public with it on one of the most popular sports shows in America. Right. I, I can't I, I can't see it. I can't see it. So okay, so he's he's getting traded. That's that's a thing. That's gonna yes. happen. Right? He's gonna get traded. Yes. I where? Ooh, thought I was gonna sneeze. Are you okay? okay. Yeah, I, I'm having a, a vaccine, man. I, exactly. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay, I I highly doubt. I highly doubt it, it, it. The package has to be incredible for the the Falcons to trade him in the NFC. I I really I don't see that happening. I don't see them trading him in the NFC. So I first of all the, the first team when I saw the story for the first time, the first team I thought of is Baltimore. It has to be. I, I'm thinking it's it, the Baltimore Ravens and Julio Jones. They match made in heaven. Now. Yeah. What was our what was our biggest knock on the Ravens pre-draft? They needed receivers. They have arguably the worst receiving core, maybe outside of New England in the entire league. Right. right? But that's since that might have changed because they drafted two they drafted two kids that you and I both really like, Rashad Bateman and Tyler, Tyler Wall. Yeah. So they have really nice pieces now. So I think what they can do. If they really, because, okay, it, it, it satisfies Julio's needs with going to a contender because Baltimore's yep. a contender. They have a contending roster. They absolutely are. Right. Uh, MVP quarterback, right. With Lamar, yep. The, yep. the biggest criticisms of Lamar are his arm talent, his accuracy, his, accuracy yeah. yeah, his throwing abilities. Is there a bigger, uh, maybe, maybe outside of Deandre Hopkins and Devonte Adams, is there a, a better deep threat, a better deep threat, a better safety blanket than Julio Jones, a guy that can go up and get 50, 50 balls, a guy that has yards after the catch abilities. Yeah. I, I, I mean, big, a big body, which is what they desperately need. I mean, Julio's in that class, right? Like Julio's in the D hop. I Who mean, Devonte Adams I, might be the best receiver in football, but like Devonte Adams, Deandre Hopkins, Tyree kill, like Michael, like, Michael Thomas, those Michael, guys like Michael Thomas isn't really a deep threat, but you know, as far as you know, those big play receivers are like, I, I think yeah. he's a step above Mike Evans, mm-hmm. you know, it, like he's he's of that upper tier of Julio's Julio, a top five receiver. Like, if he's, a, wanted, he's a top, he's a top five receiver, but I think he is five. I would put Julio at, at, at his age right now and struggling with injuries a little bit recently. I would put him at five, but of course, yes, top five receiver. 
Yeah. So the Ravens, I think, are a great fit if they if they're able to make it work. Yeah. Right. If they could make that work, the Ravens would be a great fit. Um, another team that we've been hearing about a lot is the Tennessee Titans. Yes. AJ Brown has been heavy on recruiting Julio to Tennessee and AJ Brown and Julio Jones does not suck at wide receiver. That would be fun. That would be fun to watch. Julio Jones is a miles better receiver than Corey Davis. And, and AJ Brown, if you think about it, is kind of like a baby Julio Jones. He's kind of like a, a, a mini Julio Jones because they're both, again, we, we've seen it in, in, in A.J. Brown's brief tenure in the NFL. We've seen him do similar things that match Julio's skill set. Yes. Big, big guy, great hands, great yards after the catch abilities. Right. Strong, physical guy. A.J. Brown is a very, very good receiver. So pairing those two guys together, even though, yes, they, they might be you know the same kind of receiver, would – Pat, like, would you say, okay, is, is Julio Jones an upgrade in Tennessee from Corey Davis, even though Corey oh, Davis might have... Yeah, are you kidding Corey, me? Of course he but, is. But Corey Davis filled a, a different role. Corey Davis was sort of that smaller wide receiver two slottish type guy, and then A.J. Brown was your big X on the outside. Now you have two big Xs, right? It's like... Right. It's, it's like having DK and A.J. Brown on the same team. Yeah, they're both great receivers, but they're the same kind of receivers. It, it almost kind of limits your offensive versatility. But that's fine because Julio Jones, you're right. That, that, that's not, that does not suck. That's a, that's a fantastic wide receiving tandem, arguably the best in the league if it were to happen. Now, I'm going to throw an idea out there, and mm-hmm. I know he wants to go to a contending team. But, and, and again, it... Julio might not want this to begin with, but I'm going to throw an idea out there. If you're the New York Jets, right? You have multiple, you have a slew of draft picks over the next three years or so. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they have, they have three first rounders in the next three years or, or no, I'm sorry. Three first rounders. I think in the next two years, right? Yeah. Right. You give up one of them for Julio Jones. I mean, well, and, and I get it. Julio might not want to go there. Rookie quarterback, new head coach. They mm-hmm. were a mess last year. They're not, not a content, not a contender. They're not a contender, but Julio Jones, I think without a doubt makes them better than what I predicted. Yeah. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I don't, I don't think that's, Jets, are you not pursuing this? I don't think it's a, no, from the Jets perspective, it makes, a lot of sense and that and that the receiving room they have there is already very good when you think the money they gave Corey Davis they drafted yeah, Elijah they, they drafted Elijah Moore they have Mims in the second year so that wide receiving room is not terrible I don't think wide receiver is a huge need for them so I don't think they would give up that kind of capital even though it might only be a first round pick but it, mo- it, it could be more right it could be like a first and a third it could be a first and a fifth something like that right but yeah. I think at the end of the day Julio is going to end up on a contending roster because Julio can come in and contribute immediately. So the Jets, yeah, the Jets would be would be cool from the Jets perspective, but I can't see how it would benefit Julio. You know what I mean? What are some other good fits? Let's throw a couple more out there just to have the possibility. So we already we have the we, we have the Ravens, we have Tennessee. Yeah. What other teams do you expect to be in the conversation? I've heard the Browns just because they're uncertain about, you know, Baker's chemistry with Odell and it, it, he could not be there long-term. So that, that could possibly be a, a hey, destination. Listen, I'll say this. If you're Cleveland, give me, I for Julio, Odell in a first, throw it to him. Done. Done. Yeah. Done. Because I, I, think about it. Odell, I think Julio's an upgrade over Odell, right? Julio is absolutely an upgrade over Odell. I think. Yeah, Julio, I think I, I think I would agree. I, I I think Julio demands the ball less than Odell demands the ball. Does that make sense? Yeah, I do. But again, it's the same conversation with Tennessee. Different types of receivers. Now, Odell. This would be a different conversation if Odell has been able to stay healthy, but he's he hasn't been. Especially like I mean, 27, 2017 down for the year. I think in week three. This past year down for the year in what 
I forget, but I know he went down for the year early yeah, as well. Right. So he he's been injured left and right. So Odell's a little more fragile. Julio is getting Julio is older than Odell. So I mean, if you want, I guess you could sacrifice that for. I don't know. It's it's a it's a tricky situation I mean, for me. Think about it, Julio. Okay, so if for for the Browns' perspective, right, you're getting a star receiver. So you're you're not creating a hole, right? So you're getting a star receiver. I think you're upgrading at the position. He's older, but I think you're upgrading at the position. Right. So that's the benefit for the Browns, okay? Plus, you're not really making the difference in money because OBJ is making a ton of money in Cleveland also. Mm -hmm. So if you're Atlanta, you're not necessarily saving money, but you are getting Odell Beckham who – you know, despite the injuries and despite the, you know, the top, five, ta- top whatever, five talent, super, super talented at receiver. Yeah. And you're getting a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Like to me, like you said, I, I wasn't even thinking of Cleveland until you said it. Now it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. If Cleveland was able to pull off a trade for Julio Jones, I there is not a there wouldn't be a good reason for them to not be like a top two or three team in the entire conference. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no way. Like they should automatically be the division favorite. They Cleveland is the best roster in the division, right? right? They have the best roster in the, their roster is better than Baltimore. It's definitely better than Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. That's clear. Okay. You add Julio Jones to that mix. And again, the only thing that could hold them back the only thing that can hold them back, in my opinion, is inconsistent play from Baker Mayfield. That's mm-hmm. it. If Baker doesn't play well, the Browns are going to be average. But if he does play well, and again, with Chubb and Hunt and Landry, and you add Julio Jones to that mix, and and Austin Hooper, and that offensive line, like there's no reason why he shouldn't be un- unbelievable. Yeah. Right? I've- so, uh, man, it makes I, I I'm in love with it already. Like I want yeah. now, I I'm rooting for it. I want it to happen so bad now. You want me to give you one that's gonna make you feel even Knock better? Socks off. Go ahead. What about Indianapolis? Yeah, I don't yeah. because because I don't know right now if they have a bona fide one. I, I don't. don't. Think they do. Maybe, maybe Pittman could become that guy. T. Y. Hilton's Pittman's kind of on the. Solid. Hilton is getting older. Hilton's getting older. They still have guys like they still have like smaller slot guys like Paris Campbell. Paris that, Campbell. That backfield is incredible. That offensive line's incredible. Carson Wentz, you and I are both high on for this year. Yeah. Contender, great defense, winnable division. Would you give up a first round pick for Julio if you're Indy? Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would. I, I, I would tomorrow, actually. And Chris Ballard has historically made very good moves. Like I would trust him to be able to pull this off. And if you really want to get like it, if because the Colts are already taking a big gamble with Carson yeah. Wentz. Like, they are. Like, you and I, we've talked about this. We're both believers in Carson Wentz, and we're we're rooting for him to succeed in Indy. Yes. If you really want him, if you want to, if you want to get the most out of Carson Wentz, you give him Julio Jones. He already has the, He already has a lot of tools to succeed in Indianapolis. Apart from from great protection and, and run support and the offensive coordinator and Frank Reich, you give him Julio Jones. I don't think Carson Wentz has any excuse other than to stay no. healthy, right? Nope. So, mm, so uh, yeah, that mm, I was Indy, high. On, Indy, Cleveland, Baltimore is I what think, I'm rooting for. I think in that order, no, I would say Indy, Baltimore, Cleveland are the three ones I would like to see the most. I don't know if they're the most likely to happen, but those are the three I would like to see. Yeah. My, my, my dream scenario would be Cleveland. Mm-hmm. My dream scenario would be Cleveland because I know the trade I proposed is, I don't know how likely it is, but like Odell in a first for Julio that I would make that deal. I'm not sure that the, I'm not sure the Browns would make that deal. Yeah. I, I think the Falcons, if they were offered that, should absolutely do that. Well, I mean, Odell but, was only o- Odell was only traded for a third and a fifth. So if you well, no could, didn't the Giants got a first? No, the the <laughs> giant the Giants for Odell got a third and a fifth, and I think I think when they traded, oh no, they had, and and they got a first round pick that year. 
I'm trying to think who they traded. Did they trade Olivier Vernon for Kevin Zeitler straight up? Or was that part of the Odell trade? I no, forget. I, that, that was a completely separate trade. I forget. So it was a completely separate trade. But the the Giants that year, the year they traded Odell, had three first-round picks. Right? Because they had they took Daniel Jones. The pick they got from the Browns was for Dexter Lawrence. And then... I'm sorry. No, it was... They, so and the then Browns, they traded up and got DeAndre Baker. So the, so. The, Brown, the Browns traded Peppers, a first-round pick, and a third-round pick. Right? Correct. I apologize. So, no, they traded... I forgot. No, I am thinking of the Leonard Williams package, which I don't want to talk about. <laughs> well, you have Leonard Williams now, and he's pretty good. I, I, I tweeted I, I tweeted this not to... I, I tweeted this during the season, is I don't care if Leonard Williams had double-digit sacks, which... He did for the first time in his career. Did not justify that trade. That was an egregious trade. What did he you get for him again? A third and a fifth, and he was slated, and he was about to become a free agent the next year. Why do you, wait? Why do you not like that? He's really good for an interior defensive lineman. I mean, he's the guy gets that was a bad quarterback. I don't care. We could have waited and signed him in the free in free agency. Yeah, but it, we didn't have to give up draft capital for him. Well, I, listen, I understand that, but you're also you're running the risk of not ta- of not getting him anyway. Okay, okay, like at least is it, when you traded for him, he gets a sniff in New York, and he likes it. I guess so. I I like Leonard Williams. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I just. I I just. I I don't think that that trade was justifiable at the time. Okay. All right. <sighs> Don't forget Whatever. to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. You sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Um, okay. So enough about Julio. Uh, so what is this, uh, what is this game that you have now? Oh, I'm excited. So this game is going to be called season for a reason. Let me repeat that season for a reason for a reason. Okay. So the way this is going to (laughs) work is I'm going to give, I'm going to give Mike season or our, our players best seasons or Really good. We'll say really good seasons, okay? Because okay. some of these some of these players didn't win Offensive Player of the Year, or MVP, or what have you. Very good seasons from. I'd I'll say the past twenty years. So the so the year from the year two thousand to two thousand twenty one, two thousand twenty. So I'll give you a choice between these two seasons. I'll read you the numbers from those two players. You compare them, and you tell me which player you'd rather roll with. Doesn't necessarily okay. mean so not what player you think was necessarily better, but what player you would have rather had to roll with what you who which player you would have rather had in that season. Okay. So Fair. so well, okay. They'll they'll get it once we start playing. Are okay. you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready too. I love that. <laughs> That's like my favorite part. Are you ready? Are you ready? I gotta make sure. Okay. All right. Season for a reason. Okay. Choose between 2018 Saquon Barkley and 2019 Christian McCaffrey. So let me, I'll read you their numbers. So this was Saquon's rookie year. Saquon had 2,028 yards from scrimmage and 15 total touchdowns. Again, as a rookie. Okay. So, so he had how many yards from scrimmage? 2028. Okay. That led the league. Yes. He won rookie of the year. Yep. 1300 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns. Okay. Versus 2019 Christian McCaffrey. So this 2392 yards from scrimmage, 19 total touchdowns. I'm going to take McCaffrey by a lot. I'm going to take McCaffrey by a lot. Thir- almost 1,400 rushing yards. He ran for 15 touchdowns. Had 116 catches for over 1,000 yards and four touchdowns. 
led the league in scrimmage yards with almost 2,400. I am, dude, this is not even close. I'm taking McCaffrey. It's close. Oh, my goodness. I'm taking McCaffrey. Shut up. It's close. Okay. (laughs) It really isn't. All right. It really is not, but okay. All right. Whatever. Okay. (laughs) Season for a reason. Okay. Let's go. Okay. 2015 Julio Jones. Okay. 1,871 receiving yards. Jeez. Eight, uh, eight total touchdowns. Yep. Versus. 2019, Michael Thomas broke the single season receptions oh. record. Broke the single season receptions record with one hundred with 149, 1,725 yards and nine touchdowns. So we got wow. 28, That's 2015, a good one. 2015 Julio Jones versus 2019 <sighs> Michael Thomas. I will oh, give you good. I will I will give you a few minutes to decide. That's that's a good one, Matt. All right, good. I'm glad it's not I'm, like that silly like I... first one where it was right. easily I... Christian McCaffrey over Saquon. All right, Barkley. I get it. Over over New York Giant Saquon Barkley, who you mistakenly took at number two overall. Um <laughs> Julio 2015 Julio or 2019. Michael Thomas. God, Michael Thomas was so ridiculously good that year. Julio averaged more yards per game. He had more receiving yards. He had 13 less catches and one less touchdown. Michael Thomas in 2019 won the offensive player of the year. With Julio that did not. Julio did not. How is that possible? Who won? Uh, who won Offensive Player of the Year in 2015? Cam Newton. So he won that. Anyone MVP? Yeah. The Cam Newton hype was way too ridiculous. Um, Julio or MT? I'm glad I stumped you. I needed a good one. This is a good one. This is a really good one, Matt. Good job. Thank you. Um, I think I have to go with. I think I have to go with Michael Thomas. I would breaking breaking I, yeah. the catch record is is that's serious. Well, you remember watching like he caught everything, everything, dude. and just caught I mean, everything. The guy had, like, the guy had 11 catches a game or something. It yeah. was unbelievable what Michael Thomas did a couple of years ago. I mean, listen, that's not to take anything away from Julio. And Julio has been, you know, I, I mean, that Julio, that was Julio's best year, but Julio has had a bunch of really good years before and after that. So that that's a tough one, but I'm going to take Michael Thomas. I'm going to take Michael Thomas by that much. I mean, it, it it really is just because of the record. It's been, I don't think I, yeah record, I don't I I, I don't think I don't think I'd fault you with either choice. But I'm glad that was I'm glad that was tight. Okay, that was tight. That was very good. All right, season for a reason. We're gonna throw this back a little bit. You ready? Okay, go. Two thousand and nine, Chris Johnson. Okay, twenty two K. 2,509 yards from scrimmage with 16 total touchdowns. Oh my God, dude. Which he (laughs) did, which he did win offensive player of the year for in 2009. Yeah. Okay. Or 2012 Adrian Peterson. So that's 2,314 yards from scrimmage. With 13 total touchdowns. Wait, so this is uh, okay. So AP in 2012. Yes, versus 2009 Chris Johnson. Both won Offensive Player of the Year in that respective season. Chris Johnson, that one year was unbelievable. Was insane. Was not human. Uh, he was so bad because this guy was 
big. He, Chris Johnson was a big, muscular dude. Yeah. And he, he was fast as hell. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Um, prime Adrian Peterson is the best running back I've ever seen in my life. Um, yes, I agree. I, I, I seriously, Adrian Peterson, I, and I think this was even before he had the 2012 season, which I believe is that when he won MVP in 2012. Was that yes. when Adrian Peterson I, I, won MVP? Yes, and that was the, I believe, that was the last non-quarterback to win an MVP. I think you're right. Yes, I got to go, I, sure. go, I have to go Peterson. I just, re- I, I mean, Adrian Peterson to this day, like prime, prime Adrian Peterson is the best running back I have ever seen in my whole life. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not even good. He's better. He was better than prime Zeke. Prime Barkley, Prime Gurley, Prime like he was better. Prime Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he was better than everyone. It, it, ridiculous. Arian Foster, Jamal Charles. Like mm-hmm. he was better than all of those guys. Yeah. And Chris Johnson as like again, we're comparing seasons. We're not comparing careers. Um, but Chris Johnson really had one incredibly good season, and then the rest of them were. Either you know, I, I I shouldn't say that he had a couple of really good years, but yeah, I would Adrian Peterson. I I don't know, a hundred and thirty-one rushing yards a game is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go AP. All right, okay. That's season for a reason, do, though. This is tough because like you're you're like splitting hairs with a lot of these. Yeah, and you know it's good. It's it's. I know it's a good one when you pick the person who had worse numbers. So that's a good. That's that's a good sign. If you pick the person that had less numbers but you still roll with them, that means it was a good one. Okay, season for a reason. Let's go with 2018 Ezekiel Elliott. So 2001 yards from scrimmage. With nine total touchdowns. Zeke was so good. Zeke in his rookie year, I will say, because that wasn't his 2018 was not his best year, but it his rookie year was his best year. But 2018, he was nasty. Okay, actually, you know what? Here, let me. I just went with his career high in scrimmage yards, which was 2018. But let me go back right, and right, 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 right. Yes. let me go back. Okay. Okay. You know what? Let, let's, let's scratch that. So 2016 Zeke still not dude. Uh, he only had seven more yards from scrimmage. So let, let's go with that. So 2016 Zeke, 1,994 yards from scrimmage with 16 total touchdowns. Yeah. Versus 2017 Todd Gurley. So Todd Gurley had, 2,093 yards from scrimmage with 19 total touchdowns. My God. Yeah, dude. I, so, Gurley won. Gurley, that was the year that Gurley almost won MVP. Yeah, but then they gave it to Brady, which was They ridiculous. gave it Brady. But uh, they did – so, Gurley did win Offensive Player of the Year that year. So, rookie Zeke versus Todd Gurley in year three. Right. So this was the year before the Rams went to the Super Bowl. Yes. This was not Gurley's career high in touchdowns because the next year he had 17 rushing touchdowns and 21 total touchdowns. Todd Gurley with that two-year stretch was unbelievable. Yeah, and then his knees just completely his fell knees apart. Out, which, again... It was amazing because Todd Gurley, when he got drafted, we knew that he had problems with his knees. Mm-hmm. But through the first couple of years of his career, we were just like, oh, it's not even really going to be an issue. The issue is really with Todd Gurley, though, is that he didn't, he hasn't missed that many games. Like Todd Gurley has not missed a lot of games. I mean, he played 15 games last year. He played 15, 15 games the year before that. Right. Like he really hasn't missed that many games. It's just it slowed him down. That's bizarre to me. Um, so Zeke is. Oh, that's really tough, Matt. Nice. I'm gonna take Zeke. 
I'm going to take Zeke. Listen, it, yards per game, yards per game is higher. Better offensive line. But it, okay, you. Listen, rushing. Hey, am I lying? Am more, I lying? More rushing touchdowns. I'm going to take Zeke. I'm going to take Zeke. Zeke in his rookie year was unreal. Zeke in his rookie year was the best running back in football. Whatever, he was man. unbelievable that year. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I'm going to take Zeke over Gurley. All right. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Blue chip one right here. You ready? Okay. Go. Okay. Let's go. 2018 Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Oh boy. MV, okay. MVP, 5,097 passing yards, 50 touchdowns. Yep. Versus. 2013 Peyton Manning. Okay. Oh, 5,407. A lot of me. 5,477 5, passing yards, 55 touchdowns. Okay. So Mahomes averaged 318 passing yards a game. Mahomes won both MVP and Offensive Player of the Year that year. Correct. Also. Correct. Mahomes had a 113.8 passer rating. Chiefs led the Chiefs to a 12 and 4 record. Broncos and 13 and three. Gosh, Peyton Manning that year was so amazing. Oh my God. 68% completion percentage. I got to go with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning is literally better in pretty much every category. The only one that Mahomes has him is the ESPN QBR stat. That's it. But like, like the yards per game, passer rating, touchdowns, passing yards, completion percentage. It's all Peyton. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Peyton over Mahomes. Wow. Okay. I'm about to rock your world. You ready? Go. So we got. Oh, I can froze. Okay. Let's go with 2020 Derrick Henry. So 2,141 yards from scrimmage, 17 total touchdowns. Okay. Okay, you got that? 2020 Derrick Henry versus 2014 DeMarco Murray. Oh. DeMarco Murray had 2,000. DeMarco Murray had 2,261 yards from scrimmage and 13 total touchdowns. God, do you remember how good DeMarco Murray was? That yes, year? both of them. Both of them won Offensive Player of the Year that year, also. Oh, DeMarco Murray was so good that year. Yes, breaks my heart that his DeMarco, career in Dallas was cut short. DeMarco Murray was quite good. DeMarco Murray was quite good. Then he went to Philadelphia and sucked. Then he went back to. Then he went to Tennessee and played incredibly well. Did pretty good, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> So 2020 Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was backing him up in, in Tennessee for a little bit. 17 touchdowns. God, Derrick Henry is just a monster. DeMarco Murray. So DeMarco Murray had more yards from scrimmage by a little. Mm-hmm. DeMarco Murray was a better pass catcher from the backfield. Mm-hmm. I I I have to go with Derrick Henry. I think. I mean, I, look, you can't tackle him. Like Demarco yeah. Murray was incredibly elusive, and and listen, I there's always going to be a special place in my heart for Demarco Murray. There really will be. But I mean, you can't you can't tip over Derrick Henry. You just yeah. can't. Like he just he'll run into a brick wall and the brick wall would lose. Like it's yeah. just like I don't I don't know <laughs> I, I can't I don't know. Derrick Henry the last two seasons has been so incredibly dominant, mm-hmm. and I will even say this too: as far as a as a red zone threat and as a guy who scores touchdowns, Derrick Henry is way more reliable in the red zone than Demarco Murray was. So okay. I'll I'll go Derrick Henry. All righty. Okay. 
we are going. Let's do let's do 2020 Travis Kelsey. Okay, 105 receptions, record for a tight end in a single season. Okay, 1,416 yards, 11 total touchdowns. Yeah, versus. Versus, let's do 2011 Gronk. I knew you were going to go with Gronk. So that's 18 total touchdowns, 1,329 yards from scrimmage, and 90 receptions. So Kelsey's got him in Kelsey's, Kelsey's got him. Kelsey's got him in receptions and yards, but Gronk has him in touchdowns by a lot. I I have to go Gronk. I gotta go Gronk. Listen, 2011 Gronk might be the most might be the most unfair mismatch I think in NFL history. 2011 Gronk. Gronk. Listen, I said this years ago, but like prime Gronk, I think might have been the most dangerous offensive weapon in NFL history. Yeah, like Gronk was. I can't like Gronk changed the game. He just mm-hmm. did every particular game. Gronk just completely shifted the entire thing. Uh, he was so dominant because he was athletic enough to compete with corners. There was, I mean, there was nobody in the league that could guard him. Nobody, no linebacker, no safety, no corner, no nothing. Nobody in the league could guard Gronk. No one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just he was bigger, stronger than everybody else. He just always found a way to get open. He had great hands. I mean, and Gronk's a little older now, but like Gronk in his prime is the best tight end I've ever seen. And to be honest with you, he's probably the most dominant offensive weapon I've ever seen also. I mean, Mm -hmm. and that includes Megatron. That includes Peterson. That includes any of the guys today. Like, it just... Anybody I've ever seen in my life, Gronk was better. Right. Yeah, I agree. Okay. What do you think? We got time for like two more? Yeah. All right. So let's go with throwing it back here. 2005, Sean Alexander. Oh, okay. Okay. That's 1,958 yards from scrimmage, 28 touchdowns. Oh, my God. 27 rushing touchdowns, dude. And then let's go with 2006 LaDainian Tomlinson. 2,323 yards from scrimmage. Record 31 total touchdowns. This one actually probably isn't even that close. 2006 LT. Yeah, I got to go with LaDainian Tomlinson. I mean, Ladanian Tomlinson in tw- in two thousand six was unhuman. Yeah, yeah, pretty insane. Twenty eight touchdowns, Matthew. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, like, like guys don't get like some like some of the best. And he caught for five hundred yards. Yeah, like five hundred yards, and he caught three touchdowns. Like he would be the leading rusher and receiver on the Eagles today, and that includes running backs and receivers. Which is insane. God, Danian Thomas was such a different animal. It's my first ever. It's my first ever football jersey. First ever football jersey it was a powdered blue Chargers Ladanian Tomlinson jersey. It was mesh. Ah, oh, I love that thing. Ladanian Tomlinson was so ridiculously good. Ladanian Tomlinson might be a top five running back all time. I I I, like, I say he is. He's I I mean. I, I say he is. Twenty-eight touchdowns. How many? Seriously, try to find a season that's better than that one. Like, how many it's, seasons it's, are better than that one? Not, not, not many. Not many. Absurd, absurd. You know, like this one's probably not even that close. Like, how can you? How do we say that, dude? Ladanian Tomlinson. Had 28 touchdowns. Like, yeah, that's great. Sean Alexander in 2005 scored 27 touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, just just an and absolute. We're monster. saying it's not even close. And they both they both won MVP that year. Oh, Alexander won MVP, gosh. and then LT. 
My God. Okay. I'll tell you what, though. We don't have a single running back in the game that's like that. Like what? But I don't think Christian McCaffrey is LT. Oh, I don't think I don't think any of the backs today are sniffing 31 total touchdowns. None. Yeah. None. But not I not Barkley, not McCaffrey, not Derrick Henry, not Dalvin Cook, not Aaron Jones, not Chubb. Nobody. Nobody. No. Not not the only one. The only one I could maybe see doing it is Kamara. I could see Kamara getting close, but still not still not. Yeah, but if Kamara scores, I mean, what is what's Alvin Kamara's best season? Uh, maybe his rookie year, maybe seventeen. Alvin Kamara, I think the most touchdowns Alvin Kamara has 2020, and and he had twenty one, twenty one, twenty one total. Yeah. So five touchdowns receiving and sixteen touchdowns rushing. That's still really good. That's amazing, yeah. And it's not even close to it's what still, was idiot. It's still ten. Him. It's still ten, 10 away. touchdowns. But now, now guys are going to have an extra game a season. So, you know who knows? Yeah. You know who knows? We'll see. Yeah. All right, you ready for the last one? Yeah, go. This okay. one better blow my mind, Matt. It might not, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm it gonna, might not. It might not because I'm kind of scrambling here. Okay, let's go. Ooh, all right. I like this one. 2010 Arian Foster. So that's how good Arian Foster was. 2,220 yards from scrimmage, 18 total touchdowns. See, like we just we just looked at Ladanian Tomlinson, and now we think 18 total touchdowns. That's like chickens. Like it's yeah, it's nothing. (laughs) 18 touchdowns, whatever. Versus 2013 Jamal Charles. So that's 1,980 scrimmage yards and 19 total touchdowns. But the thing about Jamal Charles that I think makes him so special was he averaged per rush. So he had, let's see, so in 2013, he had 17 rushing attempts per game. Five yards a carry. Five yards a carry. Five yards a carry, dude. I think that's still, listen, in 2010, I, I, Jamal Charles averaged six and a half yards to carry. Yeah, I still I I think that's still a record for running backs. Five point nine yards per touch. Like that's unreal. That's so good. God, he was so would, he was so good. So 2010 Foster versus 2013 Jamal Charles. Yeah. Charles has him in touchdowns, but Foster has him in scrimmage yards. Neither one was offensive player of the year, though. Brady and Manning won them in those years. I'm going to take Arian Foster. Okay. Arian Foster averaged 4.9 yards a carry, 16 touchdowns on the ground, led the league in yards per game, still caught 66 passes for 604 yards. I'm going to take Foster. I'll take Foster. But that, that one's pretty close. I would take Foster over Charles, though. All right. That was fun. Yeah, was I fun. enjoyed that. I thought that, was a, I thought that was a good game. That was a really solid game. Good I job. thought that was... I thought that was fun. I want to come I will, up with more. I will I gotta, say full disclosure, Matt comes up with all the games. So I gotta I gotta come up with better ones. I gotta I gotta really, really push my dive deep. So what was the name of this game? Season for a reason. Season for a reason. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I really gotta like in my spare time, I just oh. wanna I just wanna run through just fun punny names for, for good games. Fun punny There'll be more. There'll be more. Don't worry. There will I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be. Oh boy, oh boy. So that was that was funny. I cannot believe that Ladani uh, see that it just brought me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cuz I was very I was young. I was like 10 when Ladani and Tomlinson did that, but Yeah. I mean, I remember him I I remember him more I remember him more as a Jet than I do as a Charger. Yeah. He was a good jet. We're showing our age. He was a good he was a good Jet. Good Jet.
He was an okay Jet. I mean, he wasn't that good. What was his number? What were his numbers as a Jet? With Damian Tomlinson's numbers as a Jet, he had he, he ran for in two seasons. He ran for twelve hundred yards. So he ran for nine hundred yards in twenty ten and two hundred eighty yards in two thousand eleven. He wasn't that good of a jet. Six total. Was nine, what do you want? Nine, nine total touchdowns. Yeah, well, yeah, it's what he was in the league for 10 years at that point, too. I mean. Yeah. All right. We got to beat it. We'll see you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.